You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Another edition of On Point with Victor. I am, I got to tell you, it's just fantastic to be sitting here. Uh, so much to, going on and so much I want to say about, you know, well, let's put it this way. There's a lot I want to say about a lot of things going on. Whether we will get to them all today, well, I can tell you we won't. Uh, but uh, we're going to get to a few things today, at least some some things that I think are, are, are really important. Um, things I think, uh, you know, in fact... I'm going to talk about some things today that you you will not hear on on the mainstream or lamestream as I like to call them lamestream media. Uh, I'm going to tell you some things about Baghdadi, the uh, terrorist who was uh, sent to his celestial dirt nap uh, the other day. I'm going to tell you some things about him that you're not hearing on the lamestream media that, that you won't hear a Democrat tell you. Uh, you know, those are just some things that need to be. I need to. Br- I feel like I need to bring this to your awareness because there's a lot of people out there. And look, it's it's. it's well, I was going to say it's not a bad thing. It kind of is a bad thing in a way, but uh, but there are a lot of people out there for one reason or another who just do not get truthful news, or they do not get the full story, or they do not get news in context or in proper context. They get a lot of things taken out of context, and uh, I get people who will. Uh, email me or, or text me or, or post somewhere and they want to pick a fight with me or they want to argue with me. or And some people will just want to have a discussion, which is great because I love having discussions with, with anybody, especially those who disagree with me. But there are people out there that, that will get very combative, combative, combative. <laughs> and uh, it's the Spanish, ladies and gentlemen. No. So, uh, but there are people that will, that will, that will get combative. And, uh, and and when I start to press or I start to ask questions uh, on their information, they can't tell me or they don't want to tell me or all they can do is cite the rhetoric that comes and that they hear from CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, uh, you name it, PBS, NPR, all of the uh, – Facebook, you name it. Uh, the left has a monopoly on the media, whether you want to admit it or not. But all they will say to me is, oh, you're Fox News, you're Fox News, you're Fox News. And it's so not the case. First of all, I could challenge anyone to find me the bias in the news hour of Fox News, not the opinion shows, but the news hour. You can go to Fox News and find a, an actual news hour, a unbiased You decide for yourself, news hour, and that's from 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock. Most of the other shows are opinionated shows in in, in the evening, the prime time. Um, I beg you to find a news hour on CNN. I beg you to find on CNN, MSNBC, a news hour where they actually give you both sides of the story because it's just not happening right now. And and when people challenge me or they get mad at me or they they want to pick a fight with me and call me names, well, they usually resort to the name calling because they can't defeat my logic. Uh, and I'm sorry, it um, your academic pedigree matters not. If your argument cannot hold up to my argument or if you cannot present logic and facts to refute my logic and facts, no matter your pedigree, 
uh, then you, you're just going to lose the argument. And you, and I know when this happens because they start calling me names. Uh, but you know, I'm getting off on a whole other tangent here, and, and I'm and I don't need to do that because we've got a lot to do today. Um, let me do this. You are listening to America's Web Radio. This is On Point with Victor. I am Victor Armendariz, uh, your your humble host who uh, loves sitting here every week, every Tuesday, uh, to tell you, uh, at least bring you a common sense and logical analysis of the items in the news, things that are going on. And while I'm at it, uh, I'm just going to do a little little uh, house homekeeping here. Uh, if you are in Georgia, if you're a soccer fan, uh, I guess you don't have to be in Georgia to be an Atlanta United fan, but uh, let's stand with Atlanta United tomorrow night as they uh, go up against Toronto. This is the Eastern Conference Championships. This is an Atlanta team that won the championship last year, is one game away from being in the championship again this year. Uh, something the Falcons can't say, the Hawks can't say, and the Braves can't say, uh, at least not of recent. So uh, let's stand with this soccer team, whether you're a fan or not, stand with the city of Atlanta, which just happens to be from where I sit and do this awesome show that is the headquarters for America's Web Radio is in Atlanta. Even though we are national, um, we're a national radio station, we are here in Atlanta, so we we want to stand with Atlanta United. We want to stand with our with our soccer team as they go and uh, punch a hole in Toronto tomorrow night. So, all right, got that out of the way. Uh, one other thing to get out of the way, ladies and gentlemen, I've had some requests. Uh, you know, it's it's very humbling. You you guys that listen to me are so amazing. Um, I can't thank all the listeners enough. Uh, but we, many of you have asked how to support the show and because we do take sponsors, we do take advertising. And like any other radio station, we've got to have money to do what we do. And, uh, every show here is an individual show. We have lots of great shows here. Uh, we are a family here at America's Web Radio and, uh, I, I want you to get involved with the family here and, and listen to other shows, not just mine. Uh, but I've had people, listeners, some of you great people out there that, that want to, that have asked how can you support the show? So you can do so if you go uh, to uh, America's Web Radio page on Facebook or go to my Victor Armendariz page on Facebook. Uh, you'll see a we have a uh, patron site where you can actually become a, become a patron of On Point with Victor. And what that means is you sign up and you can donate $5, $10, $20, $25. You can set whatever amount is good for you, and you can support the show on a monthly basis. And, uh, again, I can't thank you enough, those of you who have already signed up or are planning to sign up. So thanks again. So just look for that. It's a patron uh, website, and you'll find the link if you go to America's Web Radio's Facebook page, uh, or if you go find me, Victor Armendariz, A-R-M-E-N-D-A-R-I-Z, on uh, Facebook. Uh, and uh, as always, if you want to email me, Victor at AmericasWebRadio.com, Victor at AmericasWebRadio.com, and uh, send me your questions. If you're out there, if you want to be on the show, if you want to be interviewed, or you have something that you think is worthy of being interviewed, uh, shoot me an email. Uh, let me know. So, all right. All right, let's get down to business here. So there's there's plenty to get to today. Uh, one, one thing... I want to get to today is uh, what Trump did in Chicago yesterday. Uh, nothing less than brilliant. Uh, we've got to talk about Baghdadi, the um, dirtbag terrorist who is who has now assumed room temperature. 
Actually, I guess I cannot say that about Baghdadi because uh, Baghdadi was blown to blue <laughs> smithereens by a vest bomb. So he he assumed about three thousand degrees real quick. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, he 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 went beyond room temperature real quick. Um, I want to talk about the candidates' reaction. I, I want to call out the left for what they, uh, how they're reacting to the Baghdadi versus how they reacted when the Obama administration uh, was gave the kill, uh, go ahead for uh, Obama uh, bin uh, Obama Osama bin Laden. That was that was not a purposeful <laughs> full mistake. <laughs> <laughs> so don't call me and tell me that I'm citing violence or inciting violence. Okay. Um, I also want to call attention to the um, – ladies and gentlemen, I have – you have heard me talk about the one party in this country who wants to get rid of or drastically restrict the First Amendment – is the Democrat Party. The Socialist Democrat Party of today does not believe in the First Amendment. And another example that I'm going to get to today, hopefully we'll get to today, is the Clinton team is trying to shut down a the publishing or the publication of a new book that's coming out by uh, author Lee Smith. Now Lee Smith's book basically describes um, what Sidney Blumenthal and, and look folks I can't get into a lot of this right now because it will take up too much time but look some things up for yourself Sidney Blumenthal is a Clintonite he, he is a member of the Clinton family so to speak uh, he does nothing Sidney does isn't doesn't nothing Sidney does happens without the approval of the Clintons and Sidney Blumenthal is out there trying to shut down a free press. He's trying to shut down the publication of a book because the book shows in great detail of the how Clinton and the Obama administration, how the Clintons and the Obama administration worked together to spy and come up with this hoax to try and get rid of President Trump. So, uh, and and another thing we'll get to today is what I've been saying. I, you know, I made the prediction uh, probably almost a year ago that Hillary Clinton would get in this race. So um, we'll get to some things that Hillary Clinton. You know, I always tell you to watch the actions of a politician. Uh, sometimes their mouth is moving, but their actions is going to, is going a different way. And through those actions, you can tell what somebody is thinking or what they're planning on doing. And uh, I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Hillary Clinton is going to get in this presidential race. Uh, my prediction is she does it in probably January or February. So hopefully uh, we'll get to that. Uh, but what I want to start with today is I, I want to talk about what President Trump did yesterday. Uh, you know, I, I've told you guys whether you like Trump or not, you have to understand that Trump is not a dumb guy. And I know so many people out there – and look, folks, if you don't like Trump – you lose an argument right away when you come at somebody saying, or if you come at me or anyone else and say, Trump's an idiot, Trump's stupid, blah, 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 blah. Because it's just not true. You don't get to where he is by being stupid or dumb. You don't get to be the most powerful man in the world by being dumb or stupid. Um, even President Obama was a smart guy. Now, there's a difference uh, between academic smarts and business smarts. There's a difference between book smarts and street smarts. There's a difference between I'm smart enough to know what policy works versus I think I'm smart enough to tell you what I think would work because I've been taught this through books. So this is what I'm saying. 
as I've said before, Trump comes from the business world. He does not come from the the politics world. Trump comes from a doer's world, not a kick-the-can-down-the-road world. Trump is not a product of the swamp. Trump is a product of private business. So when I tell you what Trump did yesterday was nothing less than brilliant, uh, I'll explain it. But you've got to understand that that this guy is is running circles around the so-called intellectuals of the Washington swamp. Just what happened with Baghdadi this over the weekend ladies and gentlemen everything that happened to get Baghdadi was 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 put in place this was a plan and when Donald J Trump announced the with so-called withdrawal from Syria he basically gave the biggest hoodwink he fooled the Democrats he fooled the never Trumpers he fooled the Republican establishment uh, he fooled the media and he fooled Baghdadi what Trump did, and I'll get to later, was basically put out all these this this whole narrative of retreat or removal, which caused Baghdadi to stick his little head up. And what happened? He got taken out. And uh, and uh, and as I said, we'll get to that. But first, let me start. I mean, my goodness, there's so many different ways I want to go right now. <laughs> but uh, you know what? Let me let me backtrack. I'm not really backtracking. I'm going to derail myself for a moment. You guys are hearing in the news today, and well, you're going to hear if you haven't heard. You're going to hear in the news all day today, tomorrow, all week, all week, because the Democrats have to change the narrative. They've got to take this narrative back. You cannot. The Democrats cannot allow Trump to continue to get continued credit for taking out the worst terrorist since Bin Laden. Uh, in some ways, this guy was worse than Bin Laden. So the Democrats can't afford to let too many days go by with the country rallying behind Donald Trump. So they're going to throw out and try to change the narrative. So you're already hearing what Pelosi's coming out saying they're going to do a vote. They're going to do a vote on Thursday. By golly, we're going to vote on Thursday. I mean, you won't be long. You're going to have uh, Bernie Sanders. Oh, he's going to depart from health care, health care. And he's going to get into, we're going to vote. I'm going to leave the campaign trail, and I'm going to go vote. Because they're going to come up. Well, actually, Sanders won't have to vote, but he'll probably say it anyway. But Pelosi is putting out the, this narrative that uh, they're going to have a vote on impeachment on Thursday. Now, if you listen closely to Pelosi, she's already said this is not an impeachment inquiry inquiry vote. She's already said this is not a vote to move forward with the inquiry. It is not an official vote, but the media is telling you it's an official vote. The media is telling you that they're having an impeachment vote on Thursday. This is the narrative they're trying to change. They're trying to get you away from supporting Trump for knocking out the worst terrorist in the world. No, no, we can't have you thinking that too long. So they're going to change the narrative with this, what Pelosi's putting out. So you guys hang on tight. We're going to go to our first break here. This is not a, this will be a short break and we'll come back and I'll tell you a little bit more about Pelosi and then we'll get into the rundown. So you stay tuned. You're listening to America's Web Radio. This is On Point with Victor. 
If your health insurance premium is more than your mortgage, Ellen Deal with Ideal Solutions is here to help. Whether you're a small business owner, individual family, or baby boomer, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com, and I'll respond with three easy questions to help you determine if you can get away from Obamacare. As a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry, I'm here to help with all your insurance needs. Email Ellen Deal at MAGA45CAG at gmail.com. This is Ron Camacho, host of the Business Hour, on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. Join me as I talk with passionate professionals on a program that profiles the best businesses, business professionals, business practices, and fascinating individuals to get an insider view of how America works, 10 to 11 a.m. on America's Web Radio. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I am happy to report that one of our uh, – we've been joined on YouTube, or at least watching on YouTube – is the uh, the drummer, ladies and gentlemen, the drummer for the band Pointless, is watching the show right now on YouTube. <laughs> so I just wanted to. And look, folks, if you don't know who the band Pointless is, well, I'd like to tell you tell you to look them up. But uh, they were a band back in the days before the internet, <laughs> before all the the videos. So I'm not sure if you can find them, but. Uh, if you uh, send me an email or a text, I'll send you some music, but I'll give you a clue. My intro music and my ex- ex- exit music, I should say, my bumper music, uh, happens to be a pointless tune. It is a song from the band Pointless. <laughs> so, all right, now that I've got that out of the way. And, and by the way, uh, Scotty, uh, since you're watching, uh, we have been talking about putting a band back together, so uh, get ready. And all you listeners out there, get ready yourself. All right, let's get back to this. So I, I want to. So what I was getting at with Pelosi. So P- Pelosi's trying to change the narrative. So what Pelosi's doing is she's saying she's going to have a vote on Thursday. Ladies and gentlemen, the vote they're having on Thursday in the House is a rules vote. It is a vote to give a. It's basically a symbolic way to to change rules or agree on rules where Pelosi can call the House into session, make them vote yay or nay on some. It could be that 
we're going to open the bathroom from two to three on Monday. You know, it's it's a it's a rules change or a rules update. That's the kind of vote they're going to have on Thursday. It is not an impeachment inqu- inquiry vote. It is not the vote that you have to have to have an official impeachment inquiry. They are not doing that. The media is going to tell you that they're doing that because they're going to try and change, get the narrative off of Trump. Trump is having too good of a week already, and the Democrats and the media have to stop it. So what they're doing is trying to tell you, and they're lying through their teeth because they're trying to tell you that there's going to be an impeachment inquiry vote on Thursday. That is not the case. The truth of the matter is a symbolic vote that's uh, some kind of rules vote or something like that that Pelosi is doing. If you don't believe me, just look up some things that Pelosi's been saying, try and find the video, uh, pay attention, and you will hear her say this is not an impeachment inquiry vote. So I'm not making this stuff up, folks. This is just the way your Democrat Party and your media is trying to lie to you. Or if, if that's too strong a word for you, if, if, if me telling you that the Democrats are lying and the media is lying to you, if that sends you to a cry closet – then let me put it this way. They're deceiving you. They're misleading you. They're trying to get you to focus over here because they don't want you to see reality, which is over here. So, so just keep that in, in your mind. And, and let me touch base on what I'm, when, you know, somebody asked me about Hillary. I got a message, you know, because I, I truly believe Hillary's going to get in the race. Look, just listen to her own words. The other day, Hillary Clinton said that God is calling her or telling her that it is her duty, David. Is that uh, something along those lines that she needs to run? Just that uh, it, he was calling her to get in the race. It's, it's unbelievable. But now, now she is saying – Hillary Clinton is saying that God is telling her to get in the race. So – don't don't uh, don't doubt me, folks. I, I I'm just telling you, um, I, I'm not as talented as let's say as some of the other radio hosts out there, but I am observant, and uh, I'm working on the talent part. But I am observant, and I am telling you, Hillary Clinton's going to get in this race because she's now she's using the God card that he's making her do it because there's plenty of Democrats out there that do not want her to get in this race, but. Uh, I told you guys last week, Hillary Clinton does not want a woman to be president in her lifetime unless it is her. So she's going to get in this race. And then the smackdown that she's going to get from from Warren, well, it's going to be quite the sight. Uh, You talk about a cage match because the Clintons, they are, are vicious. And I think Elizabeth Warren can probably dish it back, and that's going to be crazy. And then... Bernie Sanders will probably ride to the nomination. So who who knows? This is great. Maybe Buttigieg. You know, Buttigieg has been advancing, so maybe he'll make it though. But anyway, all right. Let me let me get back to uh, to what happened in Chicago and why why I'm telling you that Trump uh, is hoodwinking the media and he's hoodwinks the Democrats. Um, I I told you guys on this show uh, uh, probably uh, gosh probably a few months ago. That one thing I want, if I could get a message to Donald Trump, if I could sit down 60 seconds with President Trump, the first thing I would tell him after I told him about the fair tax, the consumption tax, after I did that, I would tell him to go visit every Democrat-run city in the country. Uh, go Do what Republicans normally don't do. Uh, do what the Democrats are terrified that he will do. And ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump is starting to do it. 
you know, uh, last month he was in, in, in California. And uh, then he went to Minnesota and did a rally. These are Democrat strongholds, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Then, yesterday, he went to Chicago. You can't get into a a city, a more corrupt city that has been run by the Democrats for years. There's no Republican in sight. There's no Republican in Chicago in the Chicago government. That city is run by Democrats. It is a it is the Obama city. It's the Democrat stronghold. And if ever there was an example of, of, of what can happen to a city when you give it years and years and years and years of 100% Democrat control, well, you're seeing it in Chicago. Well, yesterday, Donald Trump went to Chicago and he spoke at the, uh, there was a uh, convention uh, for police chiefs. And Donald Trump, who is loved by the police and the military uh, first responders, uh, he went to Chicago. Now, before he, when, when the news got out that he was going to do this, and, uh, and you know, when I talk about news getting out, it makes me automatically think, and I'm sorry, I'm going to derail myself again, it makes me automatically think of the leaking problem that the Democrats have. You know, Pelosi and, and Adam Schiffless Shift, uh, they were besides themselves because Donald Trump didn't tell them he was going to knock off the terrorist, Baghdadi. And when asked about it, Trump said, course i'm not going to tell them they leak more than a than a, a, a leaky faucet or a leaky boat or they're, they're leaking more than the than the dam was leaking in the vegas vacation movie uh so of course he and so i love it i love it when trump can look at the media and directly and say you're damn right i didn't tell pelosi you're damn right i didn't tell adam shiftless shift because pelosi would leak it adam shift won't it won't just leak it he'll just make up what something and lie about something and then he'll leak it so you got to understand where Trump is coming from, and I think it's just awesome. So, all right, so he goes to Chicago, and he goes and he stands in front of this convention of police chiefs in Chicago, the cesspool of Democrat-run, downtrodden city. And before he got there, you had Democrats and media people all over the place saying, oh, no, no, you can't go there. Oh, don't do it. Oh, what a mistake it is for Trump to go to Chicago. Folks, think about it. Why do you think the media and the, and the, and the Democrats want you to believe and wanted Trump's team to think that it would be a mistake to go to Chicago? Oh, you're going to be protested. Oh, you're going to be. They try and use fear to stop the President of the United States to go speak to citizens of this country. Look, I don't care if you vote a Democrat. Uh, The President is the President of all citizens. And if ever we had a President who really understands that he's everyone's President, uh, it's Donald J. Trump, because Trump looks at policy as what is going to help the American people. He doesn't look at policy and goes, how am I going to help the black people? How am I going to help Hispanics? How am I going to help whites? How am I going to help? No, no. How can I help the American citizen? There is something to be said about America first. And when he says making America great again, he meant making all Americans great again. Having opportunity for Americans. The beauty of this country is you can be brown, black, white, purple, green. I don't care what your skin color is. If you are an American citizen, then you come first in the eyes of this president. 
Um, not all, you probably can't say that about all presidents. But what I'm getting at is, even when President Obama was president, look, folks, after his, I I, sub, I supported Obama when he got elected. Not saying I voted for him. But I wanted the guy to do right because he was he was the president. He's the president of my beloved United States because I'm a citizen of this country. Um, I had disagreements with him, yes, but I wouldn't treat him like they're treating Donald Trump. So Donald Trump is the president of the United States, and he looks out for the American citizen, and there's nothing wrong with that. But the media wants you to think that he's a white supremacist. Uh, I mean, it's just amazing. But anyway, so he goes to Chicago, and he lets Chicago have it. So let's take you know what? Let's take a quick break, and when I come back, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some more detail about how he brought reality and truths to the Democrat state or city of Chicago. So you hang in. We'll be right back. This is America's Web Radio on Point with Victor. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. You can keep your doctor, you can keep your plan, and every family will save thousands of dollars a year. I'm Ellen Deal, and if you've been hurt by the Affordable Care Act, you can email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com to see if we can help. Small business owners, individuals, families, and baby boomers, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com for three easy questions to determine if you can get away from Obamacare. I'm a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry and here to help you for all your insurance needs. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back, uh, ladies and gentlemen. This is On Point with Victor, America's Web Radio. Uh, All right, so Trump is in Chicago. He's standing in front of the convention for the chiefs, police chiefs, and he... Basically, he just brings reality and truth to Chicago. He does what Republicans aren't supposed to do. Donald Trump went in and did what the left – this is why they can't understand Trump. And this is also why the the Democrats and the media absolutely hate Donald Trump. Donald Trump has the audacity to go into Chicago, a Democrat stronghold, and tell them the problems with Democrat strongholds. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, in the past, Republicans just didn't do this. Republicans are supposed to be on the defensive. Republicans are supposed to go and apologize for being a Republican. Republicans are supposed to go in, and if they do ha- ever go near a Democrat, they're supposed to just apologize for some type of wrong that they did just for being a Republican. Uh, that is the mentality of today's Democrats. That's the mentality of the media. Well, Donald Trump 
doesn't fit that mold. Donald Trump, as I've told you before, is not an establishment Republican. Donald Trump is not an establishment Democrat. Uh, Donald Trump is probably the first thing we've ever come to an independent president. Uh, Donald Trump is the Ross Perot of today. That's probably the best way I could put this. If back in the early 90s, if uh, the mid 90s, mid 90s, if Ross Perot had of won, he would have been Donald Trump before Trump was Trump. So if you don't know who Ross Perot is, look him up. Ross Perot, just look him up and you'll see what I'm saying. Donald Trump is the Ross Perot of today. The only difference is Donald Trump won. He won the election. And he stood in Chicago and he looked at the at, at the chiefs of police and he said, what's going on in Chicago? Last year alone, there was 530 murders. Now, that was murders. That wasn't the shootings that went on. That was the murders. Folks, this is something that a Republican or conservative is not supposed to be allowed to do. You cannot go into a Democrat-run city and point out, A, that they got a murder problem. B, that they have a shooting problem. C, that they have black-on-black crime. This is a Democrat city where the, the black population, the black culture is being destroyed this is happening in Chicago, a, where there's no Republican in sight to blame. So why don't you hear about Chicago much on the news? Why aren't you hearing about the shootings every weekend? Why aren't you hearing about the deaths? Because it's black on black. A lot of these shootings are. And, and there's, there's so much crime going on in Chicago. And there's so much poverty going on in Chicago. The neighborhoods, the, the black culture is being destroyed. And it's being destroyed by Democrats in Chicago. And Donald Trump was pointing this out. And ladies and gentlemen, he was received by roaring applause. If you don't believe me, and again, don't take my word for it. Look it up. Go look. Uh, go search YouTube if they haven't taken it down yet. Uh, you can find this video where he was speaking to the police, this convention in Chicago, and getting roaring applause. He talked about the murders. He talked about the crime. He talked about Chicago having the most stringent gun laws in the country. Uh, you you cannot exercise your Second Amendment in Chicago. You're pretty much banned from from exercising the Second Amendment in Chicago. But yet, shootings are off the charts. Crime is off the charts. So he pointed that out. And again, this is something a Republican's not supposed to do. You're not going to see a Democrat candidate go to Chicago and and talk about the shootings and talk about the the, the black culture, how it's in demise. You're not going to go have a Democrat go into the black neighborhoods and, and, and talk to the people who live in these neighborhoods and, and, and listen to them and the problems that are going on with those neighborhoods. Uh, you're not going to have a Democrat candidate do that. You're not going to have the media do that. In fact, if you bring up Chicago, the media immediately will try and strike you down. Because Chicago is Democrat town. Chicago is Obama town. Uh, you cannot show the truth of Chicago because of who controls Chicago. Uh, the same reason you can't go after Detroit. Uh, they love to bring up the Flint water problem and, and other problems that are going on around in and around Detroit and Michigan. They don't want to tell you that it's run by Democrats, so they just skirt that 
what's going on under under the rug. Nothing to see here. Uh, same thing with New Orleans. Same thing with L.A. Same thing with San Francisco. Uh, just move it over here. Let's just let's let's get people not to look in that direction. And and the reason why is because they're run by the Democrat Party. Uh, folks, you can even come here to the city of Atlanta, run by the Democrat Party. There's not a Republican in sight. So when they can't blame a Republican, they just try and control the news. They don't want you to see it, so they don't report it. But when you've got the president of the United States who they have to cover on some degree, they, they try and spin the crap out of it, but they still have to cover it. And he's in him standing in Chicago um, was amazing. Him going in Chicago, folks, he, he didn't play political correctness footsies with the cry closet. My feelings are more important. The those Democrats, he didn't play that game with them. Uh I'm sorry, but most of the Republicans in the establishment play that game, but not Donald Trump. I mean, this is why I'm I'm a bigger supporter every day uh, when Trump does things like this. Uh, When he goes into a place like Chicago and smacks the Democrats in the face by telling the people of Chicago, look, and reminding them, look at all the problems you have. And look who you've been voting for year after year after year after year after year. So, I mean, it's 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 pretty awesome um, when he when he goes and he does this and he talks about uh, the crime rates and he talks about the murder rate and he talks about the ridiculous gun laws and he he calls them out for having uh, strong anti Second Amendment laws. And then he shows you how it doesn't work. Yes, David. Did he not go there and say, if you quit driving cars, drive only electric cars, plant a tree? Did he not say all that and that'll fix everything (laughs) almost immediately? Uh, You must be confusing him with uh, a former Democrat administration. (laughs) But he did not. Uh, You know, it's... It's funny because that you even have Republicans, David, like some of the Bushes uh, and some of the establishment, who fall into this and give credence to the global warming hoax with the electric car, ho- all these things, uh, because playing favor with the media because they want to be loved by the media or they want to be loved by a Democrat. And how do you charge one of those electric cars? Don't you have to have electricity? We, we should ask people in California who are who have a blackout right now. <laughs> so, they do. And so, in fact, oh, I'm glad you brought that up because because of the uh, PG&E shutting off the power in California, mm-hmm. there will be no Dr. Ann's relationship radio tomorrow because she's in California and she has and she power has no power. power. She has no power. The cell towers they, have no power. The cell phones have no power. No power. And let's see. The only thing that governor has ever done worthwhile. <laughs> oh, did he do something worthwhile? Oh, yeah. Kimberly uh, Gilfellow or whatever her name is. Yeah. Ah. They were married when he was uh, mayor of San Francisco. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. They have a 12-year-old or a 13-year-old kid. I don't know how he pulled that one off. I don't either, but... Hmm. 
He did do that right. Oh, okay. Well, All right, we'll give him that. Don't ever say that we don't give credit where credit is due. That's right. <laughs> so. I'll give her two points. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> um, you know, it, and Ann, uh, Dr. Ann, mm-hmm. Scheibert called, uh, called me at home last night and said they were shutting off power and stuff. And, uh, you know, her report, she lives just outside of San Francisco, and she has made it quite clear that she will not go to San Francisco for any reason at this mm. point. Wow. It is, you know, the rats are taking over. She might be afraid of getting a disease. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, and mm-hmm. seriously, mm-hmm. Uh, that it is so bad in San Francisco that, and now L.A., and, you know, it's, spreading all over California and the homeless uh, are not a minority they are becoming a majority mm-hmm. and uh, the state can't handle it it's it's you know and and I'll point out again that state is run by Democrats they're they're there you, you can't find a Republican in Sacramento I'm mean, on the state level uh, and there aren't even that many Republicans on the federal level from California hopefully we'll get some back in 2020. But on the state level, that that state is run by Democrats. And and look, they're having fires right now because of Democrat policy. The Democrats will not allow uh, clearing to go on in the forest. When you don't do clearing, you have more fires. And when and when you have the fires and you don't do clearing, the fires can spread much much easier. They can spread faster and they get out of control quicker. And they're harder to contain. That's a Democrat policy. Causing fires, causing the fires to, let's just say, be exacerbated. Um, then you have Democrat policy where they're trying to – look, somebody asked me the other day, why is gas $2.30 in Georgia, $2.20-something cents in Alabama, maybe two nineteen in Tennessee, but it's bumping $5 in California? You need only look to the Democrats running the city, the the state of California. The Democrats have put in policies to reduce the amount of gasoline that and petroleum, let's just say the petrol, that can enter California. They won't allow pipelines. They won't allow um, the the. Um, oh, I'm going to forget the term, but the, they won't allow the free flow of energy into South, into California by fossil fuels they want to try and pretend that the windmills and everything's going to work well nobody in fact david they dr ann can't run out and buy her solar power generator she can't go get her wind power generator uh so these are problems that are caused by politicians and it's well democrats and it's sad a little bit further than that actually they california has a very rich oil field mm-hmm. off their shores oh. that um, you know can be pumped. And I made a mistake. I think I don't know whether it was on your show or on another show, but I did make a mistake, and don't mind fessing up to it. I didn't realize that uh, California had refinery abilities, and they do. They do. They and just won't allow any more. They just and they uh, restrict it. You know, they could be supplying their own people with their own fuel. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's no reason why they're not other than, like you said, politics. Yeah. And uh, follow the money, folks, and you'll <laughs> find a, 
If you mm-hmm. find the toilet paper, you'll find a Democrat holding it. <laughs> well, remember what I said uh, last week or, or on a previous show. The people there are people suffering in California, uh, like Dr. Ann, who can't be on the show this week because he has no power. Uh, the store that's losing revenue because it has no power. The the <laughs> the people who can't drive to work because their car has no power. Oh, let me ask you uh, something. Where does the so, in, you know, in the U.S., whenever we get in a crisis uh, in, the, in the States, we just go print some more money. Does California not have a printing press? And uh, if, <laughs> oh. they, if they were selling all this stuff, don't mm-hmm. they charge taxes? And what do the taxes go to do? And right. If you, don't, if you ain't got no taxes coming in, mm-hmm. how are you going to pay well, for the stuff that ain't going out? California's chasing away their taxpayers. You know, producers pay taxes. And when producers stop producing or they leave, your tax revenues falls. And uh, California is experiencing that. And, and, you know, if it weren't for the uber-rich Hollywoodians and elitists in California, they'd be in bigger trouble than they are now. But, but, but what I was saying is the people who are hurt in California, ask yourself who's not being hurt. Who's not being hurt? Governor Newsom or any Hollywood person, any elitist, any government person. They have power, folks. They have power. All right, we're going to take another break here. I know we're moving fast, and i got more to get to, so you uh, hang tight. We'll be right back. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. My name is Kyle Hayes, a motorsports student at Alfred State College. Every year, Alfred State students compete in the Great Race, which is a cross-country time endurance rally for vintage vehicles. As you can imagine, it's pretty costly. I'm asking for your help. Your donation can make it possible for these students to live their passion and promote the vintage automobile industry. Please visit our site at give.alfredstate.edu and search Great Race to learn more and help us reach our goal. Thank you. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, okay, I'm going to move on a little bit, but uh, 
you know, maybe next week I'll get back and touch a little bit more on, on Trump and how he's playing the Democrats and how um, they want him to, you know, they want him to be on defensive. They want Trump to be scared. They want Trump to be afraid of impeachment and all this other crap they're throwing at him. Uh, but he's not. He's not afraid of them. He's not afraid of all the hoaxes. Uh, he's he's just knocking off his his agenda one by one. He's knocking off his his promises that he made on the campaign trail. Boy, what a novel idea! You elect a president in this country who actually keeps his promises and goes down the checklist one by one by one by one. You know, again, that's that's what the swamp hates. That's what the Democrats hate: a doer. They're not supposed to have a doer in Washington. Uh, that just that really blows their whole scam up, uh, which which Donald Trump is working on. Uh, so I, I want to move on a little bit. Uh, look, I, I over you know this past uh, week, uh, Abu Bar Bark Al Bahadi. Uh, this guy was an awful guy, folks. And let me tell you right now. When I tell you that the Democrats were taking up for this guy, when the media, when it's a bigger story that uh, Trump said this guy died like a dog instead of the story being uh, the worst terrorist on the planet was killed and we should celebrate. When the media goes after Trump because they say he got booed at a baseball game, when that is the head story and you have to look for the story of Baghdadi being killed, uh, boy, the media has a problem. And and uh, the Democrats, they're right there with them. Let me tell you a little bit about Baghdadi. And folks, I'm not going to play a bunch of sound bites. You can look them up for yourself, and you can see what, uh, what that oh, – I'm going to be nice – what the so-called host on CNN at night – I can't remember his name uh, – what he said uh, about poor – Poor Baghdadi. A, a human being was killed. That's the way he put it. Uh, the Washington Post saying that uh, a religious leader was killed at 48. Um, I'll get to that in, a, in, a, in a just a few. But look it up. Look up how the media responded to uh, Trump and our special forces taking out Baghdadi. Baghdadi, an awful terrorist. Uh, go look up how the media responded. Go look how the Democrats responded. Uh, so you you look that up when you get time. But let me tell you what kind of person Baghdadi was. Um, his death couldn't come soon enough. And if, and if that offends you, well, then you know what? I'm sorry. Uh, because I have a problem with people who behead people on TV. I have a problem with somebody who who rapes women and uses women for sex slaves. I have a problem with a guy who throws uh, people off building tops because they're homosexuals. Uh, I have a problem with people like that. And so when I tell you his death didn't come soon enough, I mean it. Um, this is the guy that Baghdadi was. Uh he was the leader of ISIS. You know that JV team you were told uh, the previous administration told you that uh, there was a little JV team out there called ISIS. It was nothing to worry about. Yeah, that ISIS. Uh, Baghdadi was the leader of this 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 awful, awful group that came to be known as ISIS. Um, he was known for being very, very brutal. Uh, that is what Baghdadi was known for. Um he was known as the leader of brutality. Uh, th- this guy was a cunning, conniving, cold-blooded killer. He is the guy that took ISIS to the level of a global terrorist network. 
he was the guy that was killing and killing and killing and growing ISIS as a group while being called the JV team. Um, I, I can't, I, I, gosh, I, I look, I'm going to say, I, I'm just going to tell you guys, I'm going to tell you the kind of guy he was. And, and I, I want to be positive on this radio station and on my show. And, and I'll try to end on a positive note, but I got to tell you what kind of guy this guy was, because that's going to put things in, in perspective. If you go and, and watch and search how the media responded when this guy was taken out, um, look, Baghdadi recruited terrorist dirtbags from over 100 countries across the world um, at uh, he, he at one point the ISIS organization was the size of Britain what I'm telling you is the land that ISIS controlled at one point was the size of Britain so think about that think about that uh, he was responsible for direct and inspiring acts of terror in more than three dozen countries. All right? Keep that in mind. So uh, the guy's biggest quest and goal was to install a caliphate. Uh, he wanted to put back a caliphate. Folks, there hasn't been a caliphate around since the, since the Ottoman Empire fell. And if you need to do some research, it's okay. It's okay. I, 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 with governments controlling education... You may not know what the Ottoman Empire was, and you may not know what a caliphate is. Look it up. Just, just look it up. Uh, I'm not going to go into too much detail right now, but if you have questions, email me, victor at americaswebradio.com. Uh, so I'm going to go down a list here, and let me tell you what kind of guy Baghdadi was. So I already told you that under Baghdadi, women, women were slaves. They were used as sex slaves. Not only were they used as sex slaves, if a woman was accused of adultery, she was stoned to death. There was no trial. There was no, there was no innocent until proven guilty. None of this. They would be used as sex slaves. And then if a guy stood up and said, Hey, uh, my wife's an adulterer, then she would be stoned to death. Thieves under this uh, Baghdadi and this Islamic caliphate, if they were, if you were caught thieving, no matter what it was, your hands were hacked off. I don't mean they were removed. They were hacked off. Any man who defied the militants, any man, any man who went against Baghdadi, who defied the caliphate, was beheaded. Are you listening right now? I mean, come, come in a little closer. Let's, let's, let's get close. If you're a Democrat, really get in close. Uh, if you're a member of the lamestream media, I want you to co come in a little bit closer and, 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 and hear what I'm saying. If you're making a defense for Baghdadi, you're defending the atrocities of one of the worst men to walk this earth. This man beheaded, I don't know how many hundreds of people had women as sex slaves, stoned women, hacked off hands, threw people off buildings because of their sexual in, uh, orientation. This is the guy. Now, come, in, come on, media. This is who you're defending. This guy. Are you really sure you want to do that? Now, now, it's bad enough that he was doing these kind of atrocities, but he did it. A lot of this stuff was televised. They used TV. They used the Internet. They used uh, whatever avenue they could use to televise many, many of these executions. Um, he's so bad and was so bad that P 
peaceful Muslims, and yes, there are peaceful Muslims. Uh, peaceful Muslims were were starting to talk about. You know, I, I've said before that peaceful Muslims do not come out enough against uh, Islamic radicals, and they're and they don't because they're afraid mostly. Uh, but there were peaceful Muslims who were offended by Baghdadi. Uh, they were offended by his horrific punishments that are that. Punishments that Baghdadi was doing that were that are not mentioned in the Islamic scripture. So this began to offend some peace-loving Muslims. Uh, unfortunately, they can't really speak out, or they're afraid to speak out because of what would happen to them. Even today, even with Baghdadi gone, um, I mean, look, I, I could I could go on about this guy. Uh, a Jordanian pilot was burned alive, folks burned alive and it wasn't just burned alive they filmed it with drones so they could try and post it out and put it out for anyone and everyone to see Baghdadi took a pilot a Jordanian pilot and because he doesn't but didn't believe in the caliphate burned him alive any man who was accused of being spies they were killed in terrible ways one of the things that Baghdadi did was put these men in cages put them underwater and film them drowning. He would film their film them right down to their last tortured grasp for air. This is Baghdadi. This is the terrorist that was killed. Put people in cages, put them underwater and filmed them dying. All right? Others, if he didn't feel like drowning them or burning them and he didn't feel like beheading them, He'd put them on the ground and run them over with a with the treads of a T-55 tank. Now, folks, I don't know if you've ever seen a T-55 tank, but it's a pretty darn big vehicle. And he would run... Uh, you know, I guess he did his own little version of Tiananmen Square. Uh, when did the tanks come out and just line the people up and run right over them. Uh, he would take people, hang them up like a butcher shop you know if you've ever seen a butcher uh, shop and they're hanging the cows or, or whatever deer uh, because you've got to hang and let the blood drain and then they cut the meat look I know it sounds gruesome he did that to human beings and let me remind you CNN last night said this was the death of a human being they called Baghdadi a human being and is trying to get you to feel sorry for this guy when he used to hack human beings. Burn them, drown them, hack them, behead them, you name it. You, you've heard the list that I'm making here. Um, let me bring this a little closer to home. ISIS was behind San Bernardino. Do you remember the shooting at the office Christmas party? I mean, folks, this is the kind of stuff that your mainstream media is trying to, to generate you to have a little feeling sorry for this kind of a guy. Just because they hate President Trump. That's sad. When you can't stand with the American people and you can't stand with the special forces and the military for them taking out an awful guy like Baghdadi because you're afraid it'll make Donald Trump look good, that's just sad. All right, folks, look, uh, we're in, we've reached the end of the show, and uh, listen, all is not lost. We, as American people, we're the greatest country in this land. We are American ingenuity is second to none, so do not let your guard down. Do not get depressed. We are Americans. Don't ever forget it. Thanks, folks. We'll see you next week. 
You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.